0: Hello. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Exhibition Edition. Wheeling Jesuit. Follow me on Instagram at Burning Springs. Email. Send it to UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com. Have another email. Going to read it later. It looks like it's from another country. So it's exciting to see this podcast reach not only people in West Virginia, but people around the world. So it's very exciting, and I'll read that later. You can follow the show on Facebook. In the search feature on Facebook, type in Unreasonable Doubt. This podcast should come up. And you can blue thumb that and like it, like the page, and you can follow the podcast there. This game truly is didn't matter it's an exhibition game so the stats don't count it doesn't account it doesn't count against west virginia's record so i've said another podcast hey it doesn't matter what happened this game didn't learn anything you definitely didn't learn anything from this game because it didn't count the only thing that happened of note is that beetle bolden sprained his ankle in the second half so, didn't like to see that in a game that absolutely does not matter or count. The report from the team doctor was that the ankle sprain was not serious. Me personally, an ankle sprain is serious. <laughs> I've sprained my ankle, uh, and I'm a wimp, but I treated that as very serious. So, let's see how Bolden is affected. Uh, In the next few games. In the next couple of weeks. Uh, There was a Nathan Adrian sighting. There was a three man. Broadcast. uh, For the game today. Joining Warren Baker. And that other guy. Was Nathan Adrian. Who is freshly graduated. From West Virginia. So his hair was more. In order. And it was good to see Nathan Adrian. On the telecast. Magic Bender banked a free throw, which gets a bad rap when people bank free throws in. Hey, you didn't plan on doing that. Hey, man, does it count as a point? Then what are we talking about? I don't know why people are given a hard time if they bank a free throw in. There are professional basketball players that make less than half of their free throws. If there was a way that they could make more shots by using a bank shot, I would think they'd do it. I would think that. So why should you give somebody a hard time for banking a free throw? Yes, it stands out, but it counts just as much as if you swish the ball or even it bounces around a little bit and goes in to the basket all I'm saying is don't disrespect the bank shot, even if you don't mean to do it. You got to use the rent. You got to use what you got to use. You got to you got to you got to you got you to. Hey, listen, this <laughs> this podcast doesn't count. This is going to be terrible. Guarantee it. But hey, I'm talking about a game that doesn't count. So this podcast doesn't count. OK, so that's the rule. Uh, The Twin Lawyers had a commercial at halftime. Talked about the Twin Lawyers in a previous episode, so it was exciting to see them. It really made my viewing experience seeing those guys. They've updated their commercial, still saying the same stuff. Still a weird commercial, Uh, but it was good to see the Twin Lawyers. Uh, The game was under two hours. So it put the broadcast in a weird spot where they had to fill the last couple of minutes talking about stats from the game that didn't matter. And they just ran out of material. They already interviewed Bob Huggins. We're fresh out of ideas, guys. So they ended the show. It was about two minutes before the top of the hour. So the last two minutes <laughs> of my Yard basketball game was what looked to be an interview with Hockey Hall of Famer Ray Bork. And he was talking about how he got his jaw broke, but he said he won the fight. It was a fascinating two minutes. If you DVR'd it, check that out. Random thoughts coming up. I have one random thought from today's game. Javon Carter played 23 minutes. He should have played zero minutes. Because Needham. Needham. Don't need him to get injured. So he should have played zero minutes. That's my only random thought from the game today. So I'm going to take time now to share with you a call that I received on the Anchor app to Unreasonable Doubt. If you download the Anchor app and listen to the podcast there, there's an option for you to call into the show. Only one person has taken advantage of this. His name is Rick Groans, and so he called in again, and I'm going to share that call with you now. Hey, Josh, this is Rick. Uh, good podcast. A um, couple questions. Uh, you mentioned the sharpshooter uh, with the mustache a um, couple episodes ago, and it just got me thinking, who do you think the best West Virginia player um, that you have seen is in your lifetime? Um, I'm sure there's a couple candidates that you have in mind, but who's the? if you had to pick one, who would that be? And then also, you um, seem a little bit down this podcast. There's a lot of negativity going on. Um, you know, you didn't like this commercial. You didn't like this. You didn't like that. Is everything okay, and uh, do you want to talk about it? Thank you, Rick, for that call. So best WVU player that I've watched in my lifetime. My favorite is Cam Thurman, but you didn't ask me who my favorite was. So... I'll count it down. Number three, Joe Alexander. In my lifetime, this is the WVU WVU player that was drafted highest in the NBA. He was drafted eighth by the Milwaukee Bucks in 2008. Joe Alexander was not great for a whole season, but his last season with WVU, I would say the last quarter of the year, he was amazing. And he rode that momentum into getting drafted high, which, of course, in the NBA, he was a bust. And he's still playing, I believe he's playing in Israel right now. So still cashing checks, just not in the NBA. But that last stretch, he was, Huggins got him the ball. He was very athletic. He could dunk over people. He had a strong mid range game. He was a beeline recruit. So he could shoot the ball. And he was the best player on a WVU team that beat Duke in the NCAA tournament. So props to him for that. It gives him extra points for my list. So Joe Alexander, number three. Kevin Jones, number two. His senior year with WVU, he averaged 20 points, 11 rebounds. I believe he should have been the Big East player of the year that year. He lost to Jay Crowder for Marquette. The trust rankings that I've talked about, Kevin Jones has one of the highest scores his senior year as far as trust rankings. Because every time West Virginia needed a basket, it came from that guy. And just a great leader. He had a great career with the team. He was on the Final Four team in 2010 as a sophomore. And... Just one of the best seasons I've seen from somebody from WVU. And he had a limited pro career in the NBA. He played with Cleveland. And still trying to get back to the NBA. Still cashing checks, playing basketball. So, Kevin Jones, number two. Number one, for me, is Deshaun Butler. So... When you think of WVU basketball, you think of Jerry West. You also think of Hot Rod Hunley. And then after that, you could argue it's Deshaun Butler all-time for WVU players. Only three guys in WVU history scored over 2,000 points in their career. And Deshaun Butler is one of them. Deshaun Butler scored 43 against Villanova in his junior year. And I don't know if I've ever... That's the most points I've seen somebody score from WVU in my lifetime was Butler's 43 against Villanova. Butler was the best player on a team that made the Final Four. West Virginia's only had two teams make the Final Four. And so I've seen that in my lifetime. And the best player on that team was Deshaun Butler. But even outside of the, of the Final Four, my favorite, one of my favorite memories as a fan was watching that WVU team led by Butler go through the Big East Tournament. And Butler hit the shot in the first game that they played against Cincinnati, a bank shot, three, over Deshaun Stevenson to win that game. And then in the final game against Georgetown... Against Jeff Green and Greg Monroe, Butler made the last shot. It was a junk shot, but he made it and was the tournament player uh, MVP and gave West Virginia the Big East Tournament Championship, of which I've never experienced before as a fan seeing WVU win a tournament. And until the Final Four, and I would argue it's almost better than when West Virginia made it to the Final Four because of how exciting it was. Every game was close, and Butler made the shots to win. It was amazing. I don't want to talk about why I'm negative. I don't want to talk about it. Final thoughts coming up. Some final thoughts from today's exhibition game. Going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email is sent from Cynthia Johnson and it reads Attention, dear beneficiary receiver. I knew that this message was going to surprise you as you never received before because we have already sent you $5,000 United States dollars through Western Union as we have been mandated by United Nations which are supporting individual due to the worldwide economy meltdown to transfer to you the full compensation sum payment of 2.5 million US dollars via Western Union by this government authorization. In this regards, we decided to email the relevant details for you to be able to pick up this 5,000 United States dollars to enable us send another 5,000 United States dollars by tomorrow. As you know we will be sending you only 5,000 United States dollars per day until your total amount of your money worth of 2,500,000 United States dollars is completely transferred to your receiver. I want you to contact Western Union Director Mr. Pedro Thiago via this email Pedrothiago 971 at yahoo.com Also send him your full information with the following below. 1. Your full name 2. Mobile phone number 3. Current home address 4. Country 5. City 6. ID card 7. Occupation your funds amount deposited in Western Union is 2,500,000 United States dollars. Remember to indicate the registration code of EB8053 to send to him. Let me know once you starting receiving your money from Western Union director Mr. Pedro Thiago. Remain blessed. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs. Cynthia Johnson, General Secretary Office. Well, thank you, Cynthia, for this email. This sounds like a very exciting opportunity. Uh, I send Pedro an email of my personal information. And upon receiving that email, I will receive $5,000 a day up to the total of $2.5 So that's very exciting. I will talk it over with my family and see if this is something worth pursuing. But it sounds very exciting. So thank you, Cynthia, for the email. Keep sending those emails to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Listen to this podcast on the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app or you can listen to anchor.fm slash unreasonabledoubt. You can also listen to this podcast by listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you listen that way, please subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast five stars, and leave a review. I haven't got a review in a while, so if you haven't done that before, take the time to do that. I'll read that on this podcast. The next game for WVU is Wednesday, December 20th. The game is in Morgantown, and it's against Coppin State. Coppin State has played 11 games. They have lost all 11 games. According to Ken Pomeroy's rankings, Coppin State is 343rd out of 351 Division I teams. So they're not very good. I can't say that I'm excited to watch this game, but I'm going to... And I will record a podcast afterward. So until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. West Virginia is still 9-1. and one.